Buckle up, fellow explorers, as we embark on an expedition like no other. It's time to unleash the potential of chat GPT and unleash the wanderer within us all. Throughout this captivating episode, we'll navigate the intricate terrain of travel planning. Let's start again. I'll give you two tries to guess who, or I should say what, wrote that truly terrible intro. Yep, ChatGPT, aka the subject of this week's episode. I'm Aislinn Green, and this is Unpacked, the podcast that tackles one tricky topic in travel each week. And in this episode, we're unpacking the promise of ChatGPT and travel. Because, cheesy writing aside, the technology, of course, has enormous potential in the travel space. Like pretty much everyone, I've messed around with ChatGPT, but we wanted to do a deep dive on what it might mean for our collective travel future. And I think we have the perfect guide. Chris Dong is an expert travel planner and a writer who covers everything from airlines to hotels to loyalty programs. He's been hesitant to outsource his travels to ChatGPT for reasons he'll soon explain. So he embarked on a journey of discovery, talking with AI experts and travel researchers to understand how ChatGPT can help us plan our travels, and how it can't, and where we go from here. It's a fun, thought-provoking episode, and I'm sure it'll unleash the wanderer within us all. ChatGPT is everywhere. Unless you've just emerged from a rock, you've likely heard about it. In fact, it's the fastest growing consumer application in history. But are you ready to hand over your travel planning to it? To be honest, I'm not sure. As a travel writer, I was looking the other way since its intro late last year. I'm not going to lie. I definitely had some anxiety around what or who it can replace. But then I was tasked with writing an explainer about ChatGPT's impact on travel for afar. So I decided to use this as an opportunity to meet, well, our future robot overlords. Kidding, kidding. But you can think of this episode as a ChatGPT primer for travel, with me as your sort of reluctant guide. And although this podcast is specific to travel, ChatGPT's impact spans across industries. We'll take a look at what it all means, as well as some of the broader ethical implications. First, what is ChatGPT? It's a large language model, or LLM, a subset of artificial intelligence that is designed to process and generate human language. The term generative AI comes from this since ChatGPT and other LLMs can take what they've learned from examples and create something totally new based on that info. Large language models like ChatGPT are essentially AI models that learn, quote unquote, learn from large amounts of text, most often from the internet. And essentially what these models are doing is taking all of that information that they've seen and trying to predict the next word or phrase for chat GPT. In particular, it's a chat bot that's based on a large language model, meaning that the intention of it is to sort of reply conversationally and sort of like interact as you would with another person. That's Hannah Miskowski, an AI expert who holds a PhD degree in human and AI interaction from Stanford University. Hannah explained that AI has been around for years. 
It's a thing that powers chatbots, that guides your Netflix recommendations, and even unlocks your iPhone with facial recognition. But for most of us, AI was something you need a computer science degree or knowledge of programming language to really engage with. And then ChatGPT came along and... Really just like blew that one out of the water for sure. Hannah's research is focused on the day-to-day ways we could use AI. But she said that even she was surprised by the uptake of ChatGPT. ChatGPT reached 100 million monthly active users in January, just three months after its launch. For context, it took Instagram two and a half years to get to 100 million, and TikTok got there in nine months. And really, it's because it's just so easy to use. Anyone can create a free account, and the interface is super seamless. For the millennials out there like myself, think of it as a throwback to AIM. Yes, AOL Instant Messenger with a robot. You type in your question, wait for ChatGPT to do its thing, and it responds in real time. Even better, ChatGPT replies conversationally. It's like interacting with another person. Or in some cases, interacting with a travel agent. But before we delve too far into ChatGPT, let's take a step back for a second. For most of us, when it comes to travel and the planning process, we start with one tool, Google. So much travel planning and of the process starts with online searches or involves an online search in some way, shape, or form. That's Seth Borko, a senior research analyst at Skift and author of an April 2023 report titled Generative AI's Impact on Travel. He was actually stuck in an airport when we talked, in case you hear any funny noises in the background. In his report, he ID'd four ways generative AI will change travel. The first is operational efficiency, essentially allowing travel companies like an airline or hotel brand to really maximize output and work smarter. The second is customer support. Think of a chatbot that behaves more like a real customer service agent. The third is reputational management, i.e. combing through reviews to help businesses like hotels and restaurants understand how they can improve, which would make your experience better. And the fourth, well, it goes back to how we search for things the piece that will take the longest, but also is potentially the most relevant and biggest impact is about search. Because right now when people want to book a flight, they go into Google and they say, oh, where are the best beaches in the world, right? And Google gives a result to a website with some lists. Or they say, hey, what, what, what flights are available between New York City and Miami, right? And then Google comes back with a list. Well, in the future, there's a world where you go to ChatGPT and say, hey, ChatGPT, where are the best beaches in the world? And can you help me book a flight for under $500? That's the future, which we'll get more into later. But what can it do now? Hannah, our AI expert, says that at this moment, it's best at the beginning stage. You know, when you're first dreaming up that next trip you want to take. I find these types of large language models quite good when people are using them for more ideation type tasks. So for example, in the travel space, we might think like, hey, I'm looking to go to France this summer. I want to learn more about different regions in France and like different things I can do in France, right? Chat GPT, go off. Let me know. (laughs) Let me know what's out there. In other words, in its current form, Chat GPT isn't exactly an end-all be-all travel planner. Instead, it's a tool that can really supplement our research. You'll still need to make the decisions. I think it's good for providing 
an overview of the scope of what people might be interested in. But I think humans are much better at the narrowing down and the details of the information. About a month ago, I created a ChatGPT account for the first time, and I started throwing questions at it. I found that the more specific you are with the prompts, the better the results become. For instance, when I asked ChatGPT for suggestions on where to go for a peaceful, phone-free retreat, it offered Bali in Indonesia, Tulum in Mexico, and some other popular spots. However, I followed up by asking for a destination that was a bit more off the beaten path, and I suggested Dharamshala in India, a town located in the foothills of the Himalayas and home to the Dalai Lama. Pretty cool. So at this moment, ChatGPT is best for questions that are more basic, like what are some of the best places to travel to without a passport? Or how can I get from Tokyo Narita Airport to Shinjuku? Compare that to questions that are a little more complex, like what is a three-day itinerary in London that's good for kids? And ChatGPT might overestimate what a human and a little human can possibly do in one day. Questions that are hyper-specific, like what are the best choices for a family-friendly hotel in Hong Kong for under $300 a night with walkability to local attractions, are on the cusp of being reliable, but still struggle thanks to lack of data points and info only going through 2021 with a free version. So basically, long story short, answers range from somewhat decent to pretty terrible. But the answers are only bound to get better as travel companies jump on the bandwagon, and more importantly, feed data to ChatGPT. We're seeing large online travel agencies play with this. So Expedia.com and Kayak, which is a subsidiary of Hook and Holdings, have already launched uh, plugins for ChatGPT where they will basically help feed ChatGPT live travel data from their database of hotels and flights and things to do so that people can interact with this general generative AI, but get travel-specific information that's up-to-date. In April, online travel behemoth Expedia began testing a new in-app travel planning experience powered by ChatGPT. Again, you can ask ChatGPT some questions like where to go for a Caribbean vacation with family, but instead of clicking out, you can actually do the booking right in the Expedia app. Then there's GuideGeek, a new ChatGPT-powered travel assistant from the Matador network that offers travel tips as well as live flight and vacation rental data. Even more sleek, it's all accessible via WhatsApp. And there are more travel tools coming. Travel brands, naturally, are bullish on all of this as it supplements and in some cases replaces human interaction, which drive costs down. As mentioned, Expedia is looking to bridge a gap between ideation and booking. Rathi Murthy is the company's CTO, and she told me that a consumer can have a conversation with ChatGBT to dream up their next trip, and then when they're ready to start shopping for flights, hotels, etc., they're ready in the app. Think of it as a complete one-stop shop. Well, almost. There are some serious downsides to all of this right now, too. OpenAI says that ChatGPT4, the latest version of the chatbot, can think creatively to solve complex problems. But there are some gigantic limitations, like the fact that the data may not be fully up to date. Then there are many ways it can steer users in the complete wrong direction. LLMs have a tendency to do what researchers call hallucinate, meaning that they can create information that's presented as factual, even though it's wrong, like totally wrong. They're not an excellent source of truth. So my recommendation on that front would be to definitely 
seek out other sources of information, even if it's just to sort of confirm what the model has output. I mean, I think that's a good idea to do generally when you hear any sort of information from a person or an AI system. Hannah shared an example from her own experience using ChatGPT to figure out how to use travel points from her Chase credit card. I was, you know, playing around with it a little bit earlier today, asking some travel related questions. And so I was just like, oh, I have 80,000 Chase points and I want to go to Europe. What should I do with them? And the first thing it said was, oh, well, you should use the Chase Ultimate Rewards portal. And because I follow a lot of <laughs> points people on various different forums, I was like, oh, huh. Well, it seems like that's usually not the best way. I mean, I can go look, right? Like I can confirm for myself whether or not that's the best use of those 80,000 points. But if you were just taking ChatGPT's um, output as fact, that that was like the most reasonable option, you might end up wasting something that you don't want to waste. There's also a disclaimer plastered on ChatGPT's homepage that reads, quote, while we have safeguards in place, the system may occasionally generate incorrect or misleading information and produce offensive or biased content. It is not intended to give advice, end quote. At the end of the day, that's why Seth thinks AI will never be used alone. You know, even today, online search is used in combination with other tools like social media influencers, like recommendations from friends and family, like travel agents. So I don't think it will be a standalone recommendation tool. I think it will exist along others. And I think that getting that accuracy right is so, so key because this is a big purchase for most people. And for most people, it's a once in a year, once in a lifetime kind of purchase. So the stakes are very, very high. If you're looking for a taste of something new, then I am excited to tell you about Foods That Matter, a new podcast that takes foodies to different corners of the world, unlocking the secrets of the globe's most extraordinary cuisines. Join host and food archaeologist John Robert Sutton, also known as the Indiana Jones of food, on a culinary thrill across the world, where you'll gain deep insights into food culture a better understanding of food origins, and learn how to discover these culinary treasures all on your own. Follow Foods That Matter wherever you listen to podcasts. All that aside, the continued evolution of ChatGPT and AI could radically change the travel landscape. As a traveler, advanced travel planning and booking capabilities would be amazing. However, there are fundamental questions about the technology and the effects it might have on travel that remain unanswered. ChatGPT's inputs aren't clearly defined, which means the information it offers has the potential to be manipulated. If the proper guardrails aren't put in place, answers can be heavily influenced by actors who feel like they can essentially game the system. You know, there's this whole kind of opaque market for search engine optimization and make sure that your results show up on Google properly. One can only assume that a similar dynamic will play up with generative AIs where people will be working really hard to make sure that their hotels, their destinations show up in ChatGPT. It's a really great question as to what exactly will help you get ranked on the search results for a GPT. But there are 100% people already dedicated to trying to crack 
that code to do that reverse engineering. He compared it to the Wild West early days of search engine marketing. Remember you used to have those like, those like networks, the circular networks, and you'd all backlink to each other because you kind of knew that backlinks were important to the Google algorithm and then they got more sophisticated and then SEO got more sophisticated. It's going to be like that all over again. Right now, there's no governing body for this kind of technology, but Seth thinks rules will emerge. This is a question that goes beyond travel. It goes even beyond these tech companies. It's almost a regulatory question, almost a political question in terms of how do we think about these algorithms, how do they work, and which ones do we trust? So there's the question of manipulation. And there are deeper questions. As a non-human entity, ChatGPT doesn't necessarily take sustainability or larger ethical travel issues into consideration. Basically, these AI tools can only recommend stuff that's already on the web and what's already on the web or the most popular destinations. And so if you ask it, you know, kind of that initial question I was joking about, I said, oh, what are the top beaches to go to? It'll tell you Maui. It'll tell you Cancun. It'll tell you Phuket. Those are already the most popular beaches and destinations in the world. And so this is not so much a question of accuracy, but more of getting that recommendation right of, Will these AI tools have a bias towards pre-existing mass tourism destinations? And what does that mean in terms of overcrowding of tourists and destination management? And what does it mean in terms of new destinations that are trying to break in and be discovered? Or what if you don't want to go to a mass tourism destination? What if you want to go somewhere more unique? We don't have easy answers for this yet. But one thing we don't have to worry about, says Hannah, sentient AI. There is a lot of hype around the use of ChatGPT, other large language models in a number of different spaces. I think people might be overestimating the full extent of models like these capabilities. That's not to say that, of course, there can't be improvements in the future, but I I would caution people to not fear the singularity or AI taking over anything. In the end, humans will still be needed. I firmly believe that AI in general is best used as a sort of augmentation of humans to get a little bit more specific. I don't believe there's ever going to be a time in which these AI models are fully self-sufficient, again, in quotes. Um, it's It really is like, people all the way down. Someone needs to be working to train the models. There's coders and annotators of the information that is being fed into the models. There's people involved in basically every stage of the process currently. And I don't see that changing unless there's some sort of major paradigm shift, which I'm not anticipating anytime in the near future. (laughs) My journey, learning about ChatGPT and its implication on an industry that is so near and dear to me, is just beginning. As a somewhat obsessive travel planner that relies on first-person recs, I really can't see myself using ChatGPT to dream up trips or find things to do in a given destination. But I can see myself using it to solve pain points, like the very relatable annoyance of contacting customer service. There haven't been excellent strides in this direction, but sort of like AI models that can do the task for you, like checking in for your flight or making a reservation somewhere or figuring out a customer service issue that you don't really want to deal with, but you know it has access to all your information and can deal with it for you. 
I guess the bigger question is, will it bring a semi-utopian travel future or a dangerous new reality where truth is indecipherable from fiction? To be honest, it's probably somewhere right down the middle. Or so I hope. Well said, Chris. Thanks so much for listening. That's it for this week's episode. If you'd like to read more about travel and chat GPT, we'll link to the story Chris wrote about it for a bar in our show notes. We'll also link to the skift report Seth mentioned early on. You can explore more of Chris's work on his website, thechrisflyer.com, and follow him on social media, at thechrisflyer. And points and loyalty fans take note. Chris also offers consultations to travelers who want to use their loyalty points to plan a trip. You'll find details on his website. And thanks to our guests, Hannah and Seth. If you'd like to get deep into the weeds on Hannah's work, check out her website, hnmiz.com, or follow her on social at hnmiz. And Seth can be tracked down at skiff.com or on the socials at Seth Borco. And of course, we'll link to all of it in our show notes. Ready for more unpacking? Visit afar.com and be sure to follow us on Instagram and Twitter. We're at Afar Media. If you enjoyed today's exploration, I hope you'll come back for more great stories. Subscribing makes this easy. You can find Unpacked on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or your favorite podcast platform. And be sure to rate and review the show. It helps other travelers find it. This season, we also want to hear from you. Is there a travel dilemma, trend, or topic you'd like us to explore? Email us at unpacked@afar.com. This has been Unpacked, a production of Afar Media. The podcast is produced by Aislinn Green and Nikki Galtaland. Music composition by Chris Collins. And remember, the world is complicated. We're here to help you unpack it. Unpack it.